All right, a five-game homestand starts with a victory over the Philadelphia Flyers, 3-2. to two. It got a little bit interesting. The Flyers took the lead, but the Avalanche, they got it back. And John Tortorella and his infinite wisdom pulls the goalie with four minutes ago. But it made it interesting. So a lot to talk about with this game. Uh, we're going to make it through. Kyle's got uh, three sick kids on his hand, his son, his daughter, and me. New episode of Locked On Avalanche coming at you. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so Mitch Marner's point streak continuing, whatever. Alex Ovechkin with a hat trick to get 800. Old news. The Colorado Avalanche beating the Philadelphia Flyers 3-2. to two. Now that's the news that we need, baby. Uh, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. You can follow us on our social media outlets, LOP and underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. Yeah, we're we're starting to feel uh, like the little bit of the under the wet. I think both of us got it from like our kids. So uh, and stupid me does not have any like liquid like water or anything next to me. So I'm just gonna yeah. You're you're the smarter one clearly. Uh, so we'll, we'll make it through. We'll make it through. Yeah. Avalanche with a three to two victory over the Philadelphia Flyers. It got a little interesting towards the end, um, but I, I thought this was with the the team that the Avs have. I thought this was their best game. Yes, um, it was. You know, in the first they. Uh, let me see who was. Um, whoop, there goes my stuff. Okay, the, uh, Cam York scored the first one for Philadelphia. Um, but I thought the Avs had a pretty decent first, and then you could tell at, at you know the changes that they made. It was just we're just going to fire pucks on net. We got to move the puck around quickly. Just fire, and and good things will happen. It's that old saying in hockey: good things happen when you you know fire at the net. And it did for the Avs. Um, they get a nice shorthanded goal from Arturi Lekkinen, and then yeah, Tortorella decides to pull the goalie with four minutes. They do get a goal. But then the the Avs really just clamp down and shut down and, and win the thing three to two. So your overall thoughts on the game? I absolutely love this game so much more than I did the St. Louis game. The St. Louis game was great. Miko mm-hmm. put on a show. Yep. We got back to our winning ways. You beat Bennington. This is what you want to see. This is everybody not named Miko Rantanen or Kale McCarr. This is your depth stepping up. And this is this is what you want, mm-hmm. and you avenge a five to three loss against Philly just a couple weeks ago. This is this is what you want, and yeah. statistically, some things could be cleaned up. But when you see and like Houdon almost had a goal, it hit the post. Mm-hmm. Like that's like that's clicking. That line's clicking. There's a lot, and f- hey. Frankie looked really, really good. That was a little surprising that he got the start. Um, yeah. I think you just assume that he's just in there to spell. Um, 
blanking oh. on his name already. Oh, yeah, uh, <laughs> Georgiev. Georgiev, Georgiev, sorry. But, yeah, giving him a couple days. And yeah, and and I think it's it's uh, well, and and Bednar was saying like, no, I'm just gonna. I felt like Frankie had a good game, and you know, you you ride the hot hand. I'm not saying he's got the hot hand where he's like playing day in and day out, like out of his mind. But it was good enough for him to get another start. And I think we're just so used to, you know, Frankie just coming in for that one game and then Georgiev going back out there for two or three, four games at the most. And then Frankie coming in again and then, Georgiev, you know, just that normal. But that's what I love about Bednar is you just what you think is going to happen doesn't. And he's just like, no, I, I like the way that Frankie played against St. Louis. I'm going to continue that and see if he can do it again. And and I think he definitely did. And Bednar riding the hot hand, and yet Yorgiev is sitting in the locker room and he's becoming that meme. Like he's just like zoning off and CCR is playing. Like fortunate <laughs> son. He's having flashbacks yeah. like, oh gosh, am I losing the no. start? Am I about to go backing up? It's, no, and it's, it's one of those, I, I say that kind of like tongue in cheek, but it's good to, we talked about both goalies kind of being at the same level. Maybe this raises the play of Yorgiev a little bit because we got some interesting games coming up. So if you see every aspect of the Avalanche starting to step up a little bit and play more like we're accustomed to, I mean, it's all wins yeah. for us. Uh, coaches do this. This is not like new or anything. And and I always remember when um, Henrik Lundqvist, this happened to him. And this was long before Shesterkin or even Georgiev was there. You know, neither one of those guys were on the team. God, I wish I could remember who the backup was when this happened. Weeksy? He, he, no, 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 no. It was after that. Um, I don't know. I'll have to look it up. I wasn't planning on talking about it, so I didn't even look it up. But um, the, the, he, he, he sat for a string of games, and they asked him, are you okay with this? He's like, yeah. He's like, I want to win. Like, this was yeah. – I, I want to win. He's playing well. You, that's what you do. I mean, he took the high road. He's not going to sit there and and complain about it. But things got back to normal. <laughs> Whoever yeah. that was that was replacing him started to kind of fall back. And and then you throw one of the greatest goalies ever back. And you know, it's not like he lost his spot. Yeah. And I'm not anywhere near that right now. But does does Frankie go for three in a row against Buffalo? We'll have to see that. I don't think they they don't want to flip this and and make Georgiev sit so many games. Yeah. So we'll see if, if they do. I think that's it. I think three in a row for Frankie is the max that you're going to get from him, um, unless he pitches a shutout against a very good offensive Buffalo Sabers team. So that 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 that'll be kind of interesting to see which way Barrett Bednar goes because, like you said, he 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 is quote unquote riding the hot hand and is two games a hot hand. No, but uh, you can pull a lot out of those two games and say like, yeah, he's playing well. Do we continue to put him out there? And the words of the wise prophet Ace Ventura three's too much. <laughs> um, early on in this game, I, I, I was, I was kind of upset because I didn't think, and I don't get on the refs too much. Um, but there was some missed calls out there, and one kind of really annoyed me. They didn't call a slash on uh, against Foodie. I should, well, not on yeah. the on <laughs> Philadelphia for slashing Foodie. Yeah, and no call was made. And then maybe thirty seconds later, um, well, thirty seconds later, but it was following a, a face off. The Flyers did score. 
and they should not even have scored that because they should have been killing a penalty. Yeah. So that kind of like annoyed me and and the Avalanche didn't score in the first and I wasn't sitting there thinking like if that's the call that like loses this game. I, I had pretty good confidence that the Avs were going to at least get some some goals in this game. Um and of course they did with the 3 which is goals are has been a little bit tough to come by for the Avs. You know, you, you got the, the hat trick from, from Rantanen, but like you're saying, like from those depth guys, um, they've been a little bit more like you're not getting that four, five, six goal output. Um, not that happens on the norm for the Avalanche, but that they are capable of game in and game out. They have to manage the game differently right now because yeah, you have that top line that can produce, and I'm telling you, man, like, I am really, really happy with how JT Comfort has been playing lately. I am too. And I don't, you know, even before that four-point game he had, he was still getting, like, a point here and there, you know, with an assist here and there. Um, but he has been playing, as far as points-wise goes, he's, he's, he's putting points up on the stat sheet. Outside of that, he's just playing – Good hockey. He's playing JT Comfort is playing 200 foot hockey right now. What what dimension are we in? This is good stuff. And this is why I get on him so much because you know he's capable of this. Like yeah. you know this is what he can do and you need the, and you mentioned like the depth scoring and how scoring is not at a premium right now. When other teams in the league right now are hitting 7 8 9 and the team about to come into Ball Arena has been scoring at will. Buffalo scored six goals in the third period. Mm. Like, wow. Yeah, we have to. We got Miko showing off. We have the depth showing off. We need to blend the two and get the entire team scoring at will because Buffalo coming in is going to be an ultimate test. Whether, whether it's Yorgiev or Frankie and Net, there has to be some elevation and unification of what the abs are putting together yeah yeah that's going to be a fun game to watch um all right let's hear from bet online and then we got some more to talk about with this game and of course a sound check to get to but first this episode is brought to you by betonline.net it's your number one source for sports betting info stats news and analysis Get the latest odds and trends for every professional or amateur league out there from pro football to college, uh, to the college bowl season, to basketball, and, of course, the World Cup. We've got it all at betonline.net. They had some odds up for uh, Alex Ovechkin. Mm. If you bet him getting, you know, that 800th goal last night, which would have, you know, he would have had to get a hat trick, which he did. I mean... What fashion to get your 800th yeah. goal? You know, come on. And, and you could have won a, a pretty penny if you uh, put some money down on bet online on that one. That was a, a nice prop bet that they had. Yeah, you could uh, have you could have uh, walked away with a nice Christmas. Oh, my God. One. Yeah. Uh, so if you love sports podcasts, and who doesn't, you can even find those at bet online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. That is betonline.net, and it's where the game starts. All right. Uh, I thought it was a little bit interesting. You look at um, some stats here, <clears throat> time on ice. Um, Jacob McDonald, four minutes and 24 seconds of ice time. 
And I checked after the first period, he had exactly one minute of ice time after the first period. So what's going on there? I don't like, I, I don't know if he's in, I don't think he's played so bad. Um, I mean, he's usually on that fourth line right now. He's not playing a defensive pairing. He hasn't played a defensive pairing in a little while, but he's on that fourth line. And maybe Bednar just doesn't, maybe he likes his defensive game better than his offensive game. So he's really was running with 11 instead of 12 forwards last night. I don't, I don't know. I, I, and we're recording this right after the game. So I don't know if he was asked the question in the press conference after the game. I'll go back and, and watch and, and listen to that. But I'm interested to know why he wasn't rolling him out there. And he also was rolling Dryden Hunt as a seasonal employee, too. Dryden Hunt was sitting on 348 when it comes to time. Last, wow. So it's when we talk about the play of certain lines and the cohesion getting together. I don't know why we're and the game wasn't it had towards the end it got close but that second mm. period it was kind of blown wide open so why not give them more of a chance to keep rolling I don't know what's going mm. on there and like you said we're right after the game is over so I'm not sure what's going to break either in the morning or when this episode's released or in the afternoon yeah. but Dryden Hunt and um McDonald to see their minutes that short with injuries the way it is right now with the avalanche, you need to get something together. So barring yeah. injury, there really shouldn't be a reason for you to get under five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of interesting why I kind of, and like I said, I want to hear if he says anything about it. Um, faceoffs as for 50, 50, exactly 50, 50. That's a uh, win. That, that is a win. The power play continues to struggle. So what's going on? Um, easy uh you're getting production you're getting guys stepping up showing out but the power play is just not cohesive right now um there's a lot of good passing and these teams the the teams are scouted like philly we've played philly before they know what to do they know how to clean it up they Mm -hmm. know how to shore it up and just put a couple guys cheat them towards mccarr a couple guys towards uh, Rantanen, deal with the rest. I think the power play is trying to figure itself out while we're trying to figure it out. So it's it's one of those one of those parts it's of the just, year where it's just not cohesive. It's just a chore. It's a chore yeah. to do anything on the power play right now. It's a chore to get it into the zone clean. The one time I saw them, they they threw the drop back pass, uh, but there was a second person back there with him. Whoever I think I think it was. God, I wish I could remember who it was. Um, whoever, there was two guys kind of, they had two options basically on the drop back pass. So that was the cleanest zone entry that they had. And when they did it, I almost like jumped out of my seat and like celebrated like it was a goal. Yeah. And I'm like, do more of that. Because there's the one, if you don't have Nathan McKinnon back there, the one man drop back pass is is struggling. So they did it once where they had two and Philly didn't know if that guy was going to carry it in. He could pass it off. You have more options when you're doing that. So other than that, it's a struggle to get in, into the zone. Um, they did have some good, I guess they had some good looks, but a lot of it is just perimeter passing. A lot of it is just standing around. There's not a lot of movement. And when 
it's okay to do that that standing around when you have skilled players like yeah. you know Nathan McKinnon out there. Um, and you do have skilled player. I mean, you have you have Kale McCarr, you have obviously Miko Ranton and Nachuskin's on there now. But I just don't like how they're kind of stagnant. You're making it easy for the defense. The defense doesn't have to move that much. They just stay in their little triangle or their diamond. Um, and and they don't, they just have to move a little bit to the left and right, and they and they're in a shooting lane. It's not that difficult for a defense. So it's a whole nother world. I mean, look at the difference that it's making right now with, with Nathan McKinnon not being there. Yeah. Not that he's he, he's scoring every single time on the power play, but he just when when he gets that puck on his stick, you see defenders just kind of like taking really short steps with their skates because yeah. they don't know what he's gonna do. They don't have that right now, even with Kale McCarr and Miko Ranton. I love Miko Ranton, but he's he he doesn't have that. He doesn't he doesn't strike fear in you like Nathan McKinnon does uh, specifically on a power play. So they're really, really missing him right now. Yeah, and that's exactly what's going wrong with the power play right now. Nobody's there to command it, and everybody's waiting on someone to command it. That's why everybody's just kind of standing around. Nobody's orchestrating how things go. You're just kind of passing around, finding something open. It's the most basic vanilla power play you can have right now. It really is, and and they've they've fallen from – uh, number one, they're down to number two. I don't know if going over three drops into number three. I mean, <clears throat> they're it's hurting right now because of one Nathan McKinnon, and yeah, he makes a world of difference. So, yeah. um, I, 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 not that this means anything, but the Avs got outshot in this game, and for that second period that they had when they came out firing. Um, and I don't think Philadelphia had a shot on goal until halfway through the second period for the second period. They didn't have a shot on goal in the second period until about halfway through it. They only had four shots on goal in the second. Talking about Philadelphia. Uh, Philadelphia only had eight in the first, but then they had 16. Yeah, you're losing and you're going to kind of like up your game and throw a little bit more shots on net. But um, it kind of surprised me that, that the Flyers kind of overtook the Avalanche and shots on goal. So it's a little bit scary when you see that because – you kind of want to clamp down on defense when you're up three to one. Um, uh, and then let's see hits flyers are always going to out hit you. They out hit the ass 29 to 20. Um, you're not going to really compete with them in terms of the physical, physical nature of their game. That's that is the, the one of the biggest aspects of their game. It's almost like scoring goals is secondary. <laughs> let's yeah. try to yeah. beat you up as much as we can. That's just a John Tortorella team. And, so. you know, those those two stats, honestly, I think there were instances in the games those two, those two stats worked together because you mentioned it as showing up on the power play, but the Avs could not get out of their zone on multiple occasions of 5-on-5 yeah. even strength. And that physicality pinning the Avs in their own D zone and giving Philly easy shots if they did uh, garner control of the puck, I feel like mm-hmm. those two stats worked together in those moments. There were a yeah. lot of issues getting out of our zone. Yeah, yeah, there there were, um, but there there were times where I, I I liked what the Avalanche were doing, like especially mm-hmm. with these young guys, um, getting like these this full head of steam and kind of getting in through the neutral zone, getting into five on five. I thought they were great. I thought they were great five on five. And uh, you know, power play obviously they struggled, but I thought overall. Um, I was happy with the five-on-five games for the Avs. 
So why don't we do our sound check and then we'll kind of talk about like the individual players um, who we kind of liked. Uh, but yeah, let's get to our Locked On Avalanche sound check. This is where Kyle and I will pick a song that we feel best summarizes the most recent game. You can follow this playlist over on Spotify. Just search LOA sound check and this is volume number two. Obviously, volume number one is still up there. If you want to follow that one as well, feel free. Um, all right. What do you got, sir? And if you're watching on YouTube, we're going to throw the album arts up for now, from now on for these uh, for these songs or the albums of the song. So you guys kind of know what to look for. If uh, you want to go check the album out. Go ahead. What do you got? This one has nothing to do with our extremely low tone of voice and our sickness. <laughs> I would have done a Barry White song if that's yeah, yeah, true. Um, I went with Johnny Cash, one piece at a time, and it was. Now you have Val back, you have Lekkinen back, and he, his last game was his kind of catch up to speed with the rest of the team, and then he showed out mm. last night. So you're getting the team back one piece at a time. E Rod's out there floating around, about to return, and you see adding one piece at a time. This team is starting to feel like the old avalanche. Yeah. Uh, I, I was thinking at the beginning of the day, is this going to be the third game in a row uh, where we get a third player back? Yeah. You know, we got Nachuskin back, and then the next game we got Lekkinen back. And then you're hearing grumblings of uh, Erod coming back or even Helm maybe around the corner. Um, they did say something about Helm. Not that he's had a setback but it's just taking longer than they, they thought it would. <clears throat> it's not progressing. Whatever the injury is, it's not getting better as quickly as they were hoping. So, and I guess, I think Peter Ball put that up and he says nothing against how Helm is, is working. Yeah. It's just for whatever it is, it's a slow healing injury. So yeah, man, it, it's, that's, that's a perfect, perfect song title. It, it, it's, it literally feels that way right now. Like the pieces of the puzzle are slowly coming back together. And we're so. we're streaking in the right direction. Yeah. So, and I kind of went off of that uh, kind of theme for mine as well. Um, I went with a Matchbox Twenty song, and uh, the name of the song is is How Far We've Come, and that's kind of you know it's it's more of yeah you could you could put this towards the whole team sure, but I more towards these AHL guys yeah. and these prospects. Seriously, like, like, look at the the difference, and and they are driving plays, and 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 they're they're creating chances, and they're on, they're on the power play, they're on the second unit power play, and they're killing penalties. Like they're doing everything that a a pro is expected to do, and they had to grow up fast. Yeah, I mean, they knew that they were going to be there for a while, and you're not going to get any excuses. You're not going to have any moral victories. Um, and they are starting to come into their own and be part of this team. And you love, love to see that. So they, they have come a long way. So that's what I'm going with Matchbox 20, how far we've come. Yeah, I can't wait to have the February conversations when we're talking about, I miss what Foodie would bring in Houdon and England. Like when yeah. we hit a little bit of a low patch, we're going to be looking back fondly at the Eagles that helped us out. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, there's the two songs for today. Go check those out on uh, Spotify. Like I said Soundcheck, uh, LOA Soundcheck, Volume Two. I want to keep with uh, Foodie for a minute because 
this dude is is playing so well and he like whatever the 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 points will come this the stat sheet will get filled up eventually uh but just the confidence in this guy now yeah is yeah i mean we were saying the other day could he have have carved himself out a role on this team i think for now kind of how we were talking about the goalie situation with Georgiev and Frankie, and you ride the hot hand with Frankie, you, it's almost like you do the same thing with Foodie. Yeah. I, I don't know what what the the rest of the season will bring. Can you expect someone that young to really c- continue to to play that way? Who the heck knows? But I don't think you send him down at all. And and maybe if he starts to slide in like a month or so. Um, but I would really love to see, like, when you get everybody back, when you get everybody healthy, you can't tell me this kid can't make a dent on on the fourth line for this team. And see, uh, the way you're talking about Foodie, like, he's standing out, and it's starting to rub off on Hulan a little bit. And I feel like putting both of those guys on the fourth line is almost going to be hard to say no to. The more they learn and grow, and then the points start coming with both of them. Because they play off each other so well. Mm. They're almost like the Bash Brothers. <clears throat> and they 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 just have this really good synergy. I love Foodie. His confidence. It feels like this is his second year with the team. Like, mm. he just fits. And he's got his role. And I love what he's bringing. And like, Houdon, when he came up, like, they play well with each other. I Honestly, when everybody comes back healthy, that should be two of your pieces on the fourth line. If someone, because I don't watch a ton of Eagles games, if someone in the comments does, um, let let me know. Like, do they play in a line together yep. when they're on the Eagles? I I don't know if they do. I I would venture to guess. I mean, they're two of the top scorers this year for them, so maybe they do. I don't know. Yeah, it, they just I like the way they play and just how they kind of are challenging each other and they kind of know where everybody is. I, I just like how they play mm. together. So yeah, it, it would agreed. make sense. Very much agreed. Um, and I want to go back to uh, JT Comfer, obviously. And we talked about how he's playing so much better that pass. Yeah. That he put on uh, right on the tape to Devon Taves, which I think um, that, that was their first goal of the night. I believe. Right. Yeah. 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 Because the um, the second goal was the Lekkonen shorthanded goal, and then Comfort himself got the third one. But that pass was just a thing of beauty. Yeah. And and if if Connor McDavid made that pass, we would be just going crazy right now. Yeah. On social media, it'd be the number one play on on NHL tonight. Like that would be the most unbelievable play we've ever seen in the history of hockey. Uh, but you know, JT Comfort does it. And, you know, two guys doing a podcast are the ones that have to kind of like talk about how amazing that was and all the people on social media who follow like that. That was just incredible. It was an incredible pass backhand right on a safe. And then the, the goal by Taze was no easy task either. He kind of went five hole on the goalie. That whole play just had to happen perfectly. And they pulled it off to perfection. And it's it's honestly it's JT's confidence coupled with his talent. And both of those working well, like you, he was part of the game. It felt like he was on the ice all sixty minutes. Mm. Like he was everywhere. He was, he was winning faceoffs. He was, he was a very visible member of the Avalanche, and you absolutely love to see it. And I want to, 
I say this when he had his four point game. I'll say this now: build on it, continue it, because th- I would love this JT Confer to be part of the team yeah. for the rest of the year. I mean, if he continues this when everybody comes back, like yeah, yeah that's what you want. Yep. Um, I thought Sam Gerard had a really good game. I thought he was skating. He, I mean, it's it's Philly, but hey, Philly's a pro team. Mm-hmm. Um, he was just skating circles around people yep and just easily getting away from it. like whenever there was was uh traffic or pressure he would just easily just skate in the opposite direction like do a nice like spin move the la tornade which he's so famous for like i thought he had a, a great game with the puck he had a couple yeah. shots on well, i don't know if they went on goal i mean he had he only had one shot on goal but he i mean he took he fired a couple and they're almost like not to really score, but just to fire it on 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 net and see what happens. Um, but I thought he played a very solid, sound game. Didn't try to do too much. Um, and they've been pairing him with Kale McCarr on that top pairing. So it's almost like I'm gonna let McCarr do all of the you know the the heavy lifting. I just have to not let anybody get behind me. Have good exits. Get into the zone just do like the basic things and and I thought I thought that was one of his his better games and like I said skating with the puck he seemed pretty confident in doing that so I I thought Sam Durant had a pretty good game and you nailed it right there that's what it is Sam he's starting to get his confidence back and he's Mm -hmm. starting to feel his role and being up there with Makar kind of solidifies that confidence like okay they believe in me I they know where I need to be they trust me enough to be here with Kale Makar and you could see that in his skating, trying to make some plays, cutting through defenders. Like he's he's starting to get his confidence back. And you might see a goal or two come out of that confidence if you're not getting it anywhere else. He's starting to get that confidence where he could take over if he has to. Yeah. And in saying that, you know, he's pairing with, with Kale McCarr and it's not for a lack of trying. Kale McCarr yeah. is always, always going to give you 110%. Um, I just, I just wish he could find different ways to kind of light up the statue. Like he, he, all these guys were going out. um, It was like, okay, well, it's got to be Miko and and Kale. And points wise, Miko doing just fine. And yeah, Kale is a defender, and but he, you know, we can't now say, well, where's the offense? Like he's been an offensive defenseman his entire career. He's a great defenseman. He continues to do that. But when all these guys are out, you wanted him to just be like, all right, I, I, you know, as far as, you know, getting pucks in the net or finding guys, um, you know, to, to facilitate that way. Um, I think he, he's kind of like struggled a little bit. And like I said, it's not for lack of trying. Um, but I, I just, I, I, I wanting him to find some rhythm yeah. To to kind of get in get some more pucks in the net, whether it's him or in by the assist route. And you have to you have to look at it like I was thinking the same thing. I would love to see him tally something on the score sheet a little bit more, but it was easy for him to do that when a team is facing the avalanche and they have to guard Nathan McKinnon, Gabe Landeskog, Miko Rantanen, right and and you have right. Taze. You have to play five on five. Now you basically are playing five on two and a half, five on three. 
Like if you isolate Miko and Kale, you could clean up the rest. And I feel like Kale has to find a way to get above being doubled up or being the focus of defensive pressure. And mm. I, when he figures that out, by that time, Nathan McKinnon will be back and he doesn't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. Um, I mean, since the game at Boston, well, let's just go from the beginning of the month. Uh, so the December one, they played in Buffalo. He had two assists that game. Um, since then, he's had two assists total. So for the month of December so far, he's got four assists in uh, two, four, six, seven games played. You know, so he, he's usually up a, around a, a point per game guy. Um, so he's, he's falling off a little bit and, you know, like you said, it's a lot more pressure and, yep. and, and he, it's not saying he can't handle it. Um, it's just, you know, how the other team is scheming for you. They're going to zero in on guys like Kale McCarr and, and, and Miko Rantanen. So, um, yeah, I just kind of want to see him kind of lift everybody else up and just kind of find a, other ways to facilitate. I know I'm sitting here saying that it's easier said than done. Um, but we'll see. I think I think Boston's got a shot because Boston is a excuse me, not Boston, Buffalo. Okay. Buffalo is a, a a like I said, an offensive team. Defensively, they are lacking, and goalies, they are severely lacking. Yeah. So if he wants a game where he can uh, you know, pad some stats, like I said, last time they played him, he had two assists. Um, I think watch out for Kel McCarr because he's looking at this and he's like, I ha- I I have to pick up the scoring a little bit more to help these guys out. And this could be the game where he does it. Yeah. So we'll see. It, that goes from top line to the bottom. If you're getting five minutes or 25 minutes, you could score in Buffalo. It's you, you've got to you get can. it together. You can. So uh, we will talk about that in a couple of days, but uh, for now we should be back tomorrow. As long as we don't get any more uh, sicker than we are right now, we, we, we will see. I know we want to be, yeah. So I guess we're going to have to be in limbo right now. But if we are, uh, we'll have all the latest what's going on with Colorado Avalanche. But for now, uh, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. And make sure to check us out on our socials and uh, go to Spotify and follow the playlist. Um, until next time, he is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche podcast. And we'll see you guys maybe tomorrow. Go, Abs, go!